Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our good news segment. Okay, so a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about all of us as being small business owners. And we were talking a lot about what that means to be a small business owner here in Washington State. You know, Washington State's very different. It's unlike some of the other states on the East Coast that have these mega corporations. Yes, we do have Microsoft. We do have paper companies. We do have Boeing. But I will tell you what we also have, a gazillion small businesses supporting them. Everything from consultants to people that do iron welding. But what is this today that we want to know about your small business owner New Year's resolution with Rich Withworth joining me here today, AIF, head of business consulting, our friends at Satera Financial Group. Richard, it is so good to be talking with you. There's a lot going on here in my state, especially small business, having to do with small businesses. One of them is a new surcharge tax on our already B&O tax. And with this in perspective, we are now looking at a new level of intelligence. I call it the B-O-I-Q quotient. If you're a business owner, you have got to know what's going on. Let me ask you this question. Why is this like on your radar right now? Well, it's a great question, Dr. Patton. Thank you so much for giving me an opportunity and happy holidays and happy new years to you and all of your listeners. You know, that, that business owner IQ, I think you really hit the nail on the head. You know, here we are in the longest expansion and bull market in the history of the United States. Consumer spending is going well. I think the vast majority of business owners are excited about the coming year. But they need more intelligence around how to manage and run their business. You know, I think too often small business owners just look at the bottom line, whatever's left over at the end of a particular time period, be it monthly or quarterly, and they look at that and they say, this is the revenue that I have or this is the profit that I have. But really being empirically focused on the bottom line and understanding what the net contribution of every dollar that the business generates and how that flows through the profit and loss statement, it gives business owners that intelligence and that insight to be able to make better, more objective financial decisions for their firms. Having that financial performance mindset, making sure that there's the right targets and the performance relative to the targets, that there's metrics that can be easily tracked, give business owners that insight to make the tactical changes that they need throughout the economic cycle, as well as the strategic vision to see how their firm is going to perform and grow over multiple years. And, you know, let's talk about this because we are now in the digital age. Um, You know, for us as a network, we decided not to just be part of the Dr. Pacho, which is 15, 15 years old, but even at the worst part in our economic uh, downturn back in 09, 010, right? We decided to grow and expand. And the reason we did is we had our pulse on the future. 
Um, we knew that we were doing podcasting 15 years ago, but we didn't know how it would turn out from a financial index point of view or what that means. And I want to ask you, what is your perspective that's on the top three of your radar that small business people should really keep their eye on? So that's a great question. And, and really, it, it goes into three things, I think, for me. You know, first and foremost, and, and you kind of hit the nail on the head, which is, you know, what worked 15 years ago has become foundational to what's going to work over the coming years. And I put that in the perspective of revamping and optimizing your digital presence. I remember 15 years ago working with independent wealth managers, and they would tell me, I'm a boutique investment manager, and I only grow through referrals or word of mouth. I don't need to have an online digital presence. Well, it's 2020, and if I can't Google you, you don't exist as a business. The firms that have a robust digital presence that's actively managed and coordinated across different media platforms have an opportunity to really capitalize on unforeseen business development chances by expanding the reach of the customers and clients that they can serve. It also provides a positive feedback loop if there's any critical comments that clients make on social media or across these digital platforms so that the owner-operator can address it, solve for it, and stop it before it goes proverbially viral. Because that's the worst thing or one of the worst things that can happen to a small business is it spreads like wildfire if there's that one negative review. The second thing that we really believe and espouse that small business owners should do is refine and update or if you haven't had one, create that business continuity plan for your organization. And it takes place and it has three parts of it. The first is the physical continuity of the business. Make sure that during that next weather event or natural disaster, that business operations can be maintained regardless of what's happening outside of your window. The second part is your continuity. That short-term disruption in the business is you as the owner-operator are unavailable to manage the business. That could be because you're going on a well-deserved holiday overseas or because of that unforeseen medical event. And then how that begets and evolves into the long-term exit planning strategy for you as the business owner. There's a chance if you follow those financials, ultimately that independent business can be monetized to the benefit of that owner-operator for his or her retirement and passed on to that next generation to carry the mantle and continue to serve clients. So if you have that succession in place, then that begets your ability to really hire for growth. And hire for growth specifically around what that next generation of talent and how you're going to bring them into your organization. Partnering with local universities, creating those internship programs, bringing in those new diverse perspectives are going to help not only drive short-term growth, but also that long-term sustainability and viability of the business as you look to exit at some point as the founder and operator of the firm. Yeah, I think what you're talking about is, first of all, I'm really thrilled that, you know, as part of a financial group, you are talking about our digital blueprint that people have. I mean, that is what we do here. Um, We're not really just a radio station because I was never really a broadcast person. I dialed a wrong phone number. That's why I'm talking with you today. (laughs) Uh, But what I learned along the way was as independent is 
you have to help your host and your co-host create backlinking and create channels so that when their names are looked at, it's not one place, it's thousands of places. What do you, why do you think we missed the boat on that? Because so many small business owners don't understand the importance of what you just shared in reference to a digital blueprint. And how does that affect their financial and bottom, bottom line from a Cetera perspective? Well, you know, Dr. Todd, it's a, it's a great question. And, and I think it's just, you know, at the heart of it is as owner operators of independent businesses, you're sort of wearing lots of hats, right? You're the chief cook and bottle washer of your organization. Your primary goal is to, and job is to drive growth. And driving growth for the majority of small businesses incorporates meeting with clients and prospects. Yeah. Those marketing, those other sort of ancillary business development functions become secondary as you're dealing with client concerns and solving for their needs on a daily basis. So taking the time to be able to be respect, uh, to be able to be introspective about what you want to achieve with your digital presence, I think is a good starting place. Equally, I think it's acknowledging that if you don't have the skill set, the will or the time, hire it out. Outsource that expertise. Yeah. There's tons of organizations that can help you optimize that digital presence, be coordinated and consistent across the messages that you deliver across those different platforms. Yeah, yeah. And then I really, I really believe that's a perfect opportunity to leverage that next generation of talent, those proverbial millennials that are looking for to get into the business, regardless of what business it is, take advantage of that digital skill set, that technological skill set that they have, and give them the chance to actually improve your firm. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, we we just went through a complete restructuring and restaffing because we're going to go from two channels to 10 in February. And what we discovered is the age ranges are from 20s to 70 in our group. And when I'm done, this business and Transformation Talk Radio and Dr. Pacho will go to Jessica, who, by the way, started as an intern. So isn't this also a way for people to look at how do I create my ideal job by getting in there, rolling up my sleeves and really becoming part of the small small business culture? I couldn't agree more with you. And I think that there's, I think we also, and, and to, to a very you know, deep-rooted belief, we have a responsibility to do this. You know, if we can pass that mantle on and give an opportunity to that next generation, you know, we're doing very well for ourselves and we're doing very well for them. All anyone wants is a chance to prove themselves and their worth in a professional setting. And I think it's our job and obligation as owner operators of businesses and leaders within the business community to create those opportunities for an increasingly diverse workforce that's hungry for opportunities right now. And what I love about it is they're going to come up with ideas and initiatives that you haven't thought of because you've been so deep in the weeds of running and owning that business. Mm -hmm. Let that outside perspective come in and give you an, give you a chance to think of things in a completely new light. Yeah, I love what we're talking about. I, I want to make sure folks know how to find out more about all of you and what you do. Um, and, and especially in this particular arena, because, you know, you're talking about advice centric growth. You're talking about something that has to do with productivity. You're talking about taking somebody's talents and skills and maybe looking at them in a way that will allow them to accelerate what they're doing. And yet that's what I love what you do. Having studied downsizing for 10 years, I know that is not that is not always the best solution. It should be the last. So how do we find out more about what you all are doing? 
Sure. So the, the easiest way to find out about Satera Financial Group in general, the broker-dealers that we have, and then the advisors that affiliate with us and that serve Americans across the country every day is to visit www.satera.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Satera Financial. And for those listeners that are interested more in the market commentary and our economic analysis that my colleague Gene Goldman delivers through his Satera Investment Management, he can be followed and they can be followed at Satera IM. Um, And then anything that we can do to ultimately help those business owners make strategic objective decisions, I'm more than almost anybody because ultimately we believe that if we help that business owner own and operate and drive a better business that Mm -hmm. they're going to end up helping that everyday American achieve financial wellness. Yeah, I love that you said that because I work with a great group of people, but I have something like four coaches that I work with. And I also work with my bank. And one of the things I learned is something you mentioned before. When it comes down to that P&L statement, people get very discouraged because they look at their taxes and they show a loss. But you can look at a P&L statement and extract your your growth ratio from it, that money you're spending in infrastructure and rebuilding the tech, and you can pull that out and have a different version of your P&L. And I think that's really why people have to talk to you, because I've spent so much time with with your folks and people like you that I would know any of this. And this is the key to success, I think. You know, we really, we really believe it. I think, you know, having a, a very well-built profit and loss statement and, and just understanding what are those economic drivers yeah. and, and recognizing that there are revenue drivers as well as, to your point, expense drivers yeah. that you can pull and you can manage. You know, it, ultimately, if you're spending X amount of dollars on marketing, yeah. that's great. But what we want to know is why. What's the yeah. ROI on that? Yeah. What's the throughput in your conversion ratio of prospect to client? If you can't answer those basic questions, it begs the question, is that a good use of your precious time and capital? If you can answer it, then you can leverage it to your advantage and really drive growth through the proper financial management of your organization. Yep. See, that's what I'm talking about. Too bad we don't have another hour to talk about this. Thank you so much. Last question, personal message. What do you want to leave us with today? You know, I would just say that keep your eye on the prize going into 2020. Don't worry about the noise that's going to happen in the coming years. Concentrate on serving your clients, engaging and motivating your employees, and being that forward visionary for your firm. If you remember those three things, you're going to weather any changes up, down, or sideways that's going to happen over the coming months, and it's going to position you to capitalize on opportunities both seen and unseen within your geographic marketplace, as well as within the focus area of your business. Oh, man. Thank you so much. I know you got to pop off. Thank you, everybody. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. TransformationTalkRadio.com Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Look, Janet Ruiz joining me here today, Director, Strategic Communications, based in Northern California, to talk with us about this. What is it with the California insurance and what are the insurers doing? Those people that are rebuilding the state's wildfire 
ravaged communities. Now, many of you have heard me talk about this, having gone to school down there, almost moving to San Francisco myself, uh, just being part of some of the beauty uh, of that state. But as you all know, what's been going on with wildfires, if it's not in the press, here's what you should know. Only the big ones get in the press, but there are things happening there that you need to be aware of. And that's why Janet is talking to us today. Janet, thank you so much. You know, look, this is for me, having you on today and talking about this is I think one of the most important conversations we could be having because I don't think people know the magnitude. What do you think? I agree. And thanks so much for having me on today. Um, this is a issue, the wildfires, where we all have to work together as a team. And the California insurers um, want to keep property insurance affordable and available. And there are many challenges that we face uh, conducting business here, but we are committed to staying and to helping people. So not only do we help with the insurance aspect, but we also help people understand how to lessen the risk. How do you make your home or business more wildfire resistant? So we're here for the long haul and we're here to help people prepare uh, and recover after a wildfire hits. So when you look at this and you look at the passion and the purpose of your life, and you're out there and you're in front of people talking about what's going on. I want to ask you, what are the top things we should know? The top things that have come to light for you? Well, from the financial preparation aspect, one of the most important things you can do is think about your home and where you live and what it would actually cost to rebuild your home after a wildfire if you have a total loss and replace all your belongings. So, you know, this is a process. You may need to talk to some of the local builders. Uh, you may have to look at what the costs are per square foot in your area. And then you figure if an entire area is devastated, it's going to cost a little more. Um, and then talk to your insurance company. You know, they have so many resources for you to help you. And oftentimes people are afraid to talk with their insurance agent, with the company, and, and use those resources. So I always encourage people, get in there, talk to them, talk to a contractor, talk to, you know, realtors in your area but really know what those costs are because you don't want that surprise of not having enough insurance. And then the second thing I always talk about is let's make your home or your business more wildfire resistant. And on triplei.org, so it's iii.org, we have a section on helping make your um, homes more resistant. Uh, we also work with the Insurance uh, Institute for Business and Home Safety, that's IBHS, and they have uh, done all the research on how to help uh, keep your home from burning. And it starts with the five feet right around your house. 
make sure that's a non-ignition zone. Um, so don't use mulch, use rock. Simple things like that can make all the difference when the embers are flying from a wildfire. This is the thing that I think we all need to be aware of and we need to know about, especially as we're coming into this holiday season. Um, you know, people perhaps that have not been in California don't really understand. And even here with us on the coast, Washington State, uh, also where, you know, you go up to B.C., right, Canada. You know, there are some things right, that people right. don't know. They don't know that the climate has changed. Places like, I mean, think about it. A place like the Pacific Northwest to have wildfires, what, in my lifetime? But this is what we're talking right. about, right? So you've come out and you've said for California, there's a fair access to insurance. Tell us about that. Because I think even to look at insurance is completely overwhelming for a lot of people. Don't you think the emotional part of this? It is. And, you know, we used to not have to pay attention. Um, you know, you, you bought a home, you're getting a mortgage. Oh, yeah, I need an insurance policy. So you throw that in. Whereas now we are having to take a look at it. What is the insurance? And how, you know, what's the best policy for me? And so I always recommend to people that they talk with an agent or a broker who handles many insurance companies in their area and find out what the best deal is for them where they live. So if you're in a high-risk area, it may be a little different than if you're in a low-risk area for wildfire. And so your insurance agent or broker can really help you navigate that. Uh, there are you know, still many, many insurers writing insurance in California, but in the high-risk areas, you have to shop a little more, and it may take a little more time and a little more understanding. So the California Fair Plan is for folks who are in the highest-risk areas and they can't find an insurance policy with one of the standard carriers or even some of the specialty carriers. And so this this ensures that each person can get homeowner's insurance, uh, regardless of how risky the area is. Uh, the FAIR plan is actually supported by the insurance industry. It's not a government program. And they will write a policy on the basic fire coverage. Uh, so this is not for your whole coverage, it's for your basic fire coverage. And then what people do is they get an additional policy called a wraparound that will cover liability, theft, you know, all the other um, risks that you might encounter with a home. And um, it's great because it is available to every person. Look, I think that you're in this you're looking at this and you have people's hearts and their world uh, in your hand. Um, I want to ask you this. What is it about this that personally has pulled you forward, Janet? What is it about this where you said, this is my passion. This is my purpose. You know, Pat, I drive through these areas. I live in the wine country in Northern California. And I see all the um, homes being rebuilt 
in the businesses after the wildfires have come through. And that's where, even though it's a difficult process and people, you know, get um, annoyed, it's been traumatic, they've been in a wildfire, uh, it's not an easy time in their life, but when I drive through and I see the towns being rebuilt and they have beautiful new homes, beautiful new businesses, that's what drives me to keep going because that's what I want to see. I want to see people recover and be able to move on with their lives. Wow. Janet, look, thank you so much. Please, I want to know, how do we find out more about you and about this campaign? And then what's your personal message? What do you want to leave us with? You know, we are at iii.org and we have lots of great information there. Uh, But what I want to leave you with is take the time to prepare. Here we are in the winter season. There's no threat of wildfire. If you have, you know, mulch or wood chips around your home, you know, get get some new rock for Christmas. (laughs) There's an exciting gift. Uh, Look at, you know, one of these websites that has information on how to make your home what wildfire resistant, uh, think about these things. Just take a minute to do it because it's going to save you a lot of heartache in the future. Wow. Janet, thank you. Website one more time. iii.org. I love it. Thank you. And this is a big thing, folks, that is not going to go away. You know, it used to be that we would always point to California or someplace that looks like it is vulnerable and in danger. But I want to tell you the message today is about those wildfires, but it's also about, you know, what the Californians are doing. Inspire. Create. Empower. Only on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everybody. Yep, it is that time of year and you know look many of us are thinking ah, we got to do this with the family we got to do that with the family but you know what here's the deal it's at the holiday season it's time to have some fun it's time to show some appreciation tom segura is joining me here today stand-up comedian writer actor and podcaster and we're going to talk about yeah this is the time to get you some holly and be super jolly all right like Tom, right? We need to flip this around. If people are thinking, eh, I think I'm going to hang around. I got to be sad, kind of be blue. And boy, do I know what that feels like. But you've got a different message for us, don't you? Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm definitely the person who would normally um, make fun of everything. <laughs> and I obviously crack jokes for a living. I'm super sarcastic. But this kind of came about in a very organic way yeah. with Sam Adams created this campaign and I saw a bunch of my comedian friends participating and it just seemed like fun. It was a, it was a spin on the, on the normal um, negative kind of culture that we, I feel like we kind of all Mm -hmm. live in. And it was a chance to express something positive, express gratitude Mm -hmm. to people who are meaningful to you. And a lot of times we forget to tell them. So that's what this is all about. Yeah. You know, one of the things I learned along the way to being me 
And I think I learned this uh, during my homeless uh, days when I was 17. Um, Gratitude is so much more than a word. It is an enormous energy. And once upon a time in my journey, I, I was asked to try to be in the space of gratitude, meaning grateful for any number of things, and then be afraid at the same time. Energetically, it's impossible. So your message today of really bringing this forward is an enormous way to not just shift perspectives, but we have so much here to be grateful about, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think a lot of times everybody forgets that, you know, because there's always like this this narrative here, I would say here, meaning just in the States where we have like this, the race to get ahead, to get the next thing, to get the next toy, the promotion. Like, I don't, I wish I have this, but I wish I had more. And, you know, if you can get caught up in that and forget how amazing your life can be. I mean, I'm definitely somebody like that who I have an awesome life, but I forget to stop and uh, be grateful for it. So I feel like this, this whole campaign kind of highlighted that for me, which uh, I'm, I'm grateful for it, you know, just to be reminded that I have this great life and great family and career. And I should just stop and go, Mm. you know, I'm, I'm appreciative. You know, let's talk about what gratitude is for a moment, if we could. I think it's one of those words where um, I think it falls in the category of forgiveness, where it is one of the most misunderstood words. But the energy of it, when you hear people talk about gratitude and you can feel it from them, has certain meaning. What does this come to mean for you? And what is the this particular interview series you're doing? What is the energy and the movement that you want to instill? I mean, gratitude for me is about slowing down and taking a moment to recognize what you have. Instead of thinking about what you don't have, it's what you do have. And, you know, for me, the more I think about it, the more I realize that I am, I have so much. I'm really a really lucky guy. So to me, that energy of taking that moment and, and thinking about it kind of puts me at peace. It's a, it's very calming to uh, to feel gratitude. Um, it's a relaxing type of um, experience to think about what you have. So I um, I actually enjoy when I'm reminded of it, and mm-hmm. I feel like this whole campaign that I'm involved in with other comedian friends of mine is just it's like I said it's a spin on the what we normally do, which is like mm-hmm. you know attack speak out, insult, say crazy, outrageous mm. things. But it's good for us. It's good for us to actually have a moment where we go, you know, it, we've had a great a great life. We have a great thing going on and we appreciate it. Mm. So that's the energy of it. It's, yeah. it's about like, you know, tapping a friend, a coworker, a neighbor, a family member on the shoulder. You crack open a Sam Adams or two. You say, here's why. I appreciate you, and uh, you just have a you have a toast. You know, it's, it it feels great. It feels great to express it. Um, I think it feels great for the people that hear you say it. They, a lot of times they're stunned that um, you're telling them, but in the best way. So I would say don't overthink it. If you if you want to participate, um, a lot of times people get nervous. Oh, I'm not. 
you know, that articulate or I don't have it all well written. You don't have to. It's about the sentiment um, and mm -hmm. people pick up on it being genuine. Yeah, I love what you said. And this is what I want to say to all of our listeners. Think about, you know, think about here what Tom just said. Think about picking up the phone uh, and just calling someone and saying, you know what, here's to you. Here's to you. Here's how much I appreciate you. I mean, think about that. Somebody in the office, somebody on the street, somebody that you may not think about, but just those few words can be pivotal in somebody's life. And I think that's what, you know, that's what Samuel Adams, that's what this campaign's about. And, and that's what it is. It's really shifting energetically to a place that is so deeply embedded in the natural states of who we are. Don't you think that, Tom? I definitely think so, yeah. And I think that you will, if you actually take the time, and it's not a lot of time to just do this, Mm -hmm. You'll enjoy the way it makes you feel to express that gratitude, mm -hmm. you know, and to tell somebody, hey, even if, if it's as simple as like, I really appreciate you, man, like you uh, appreciate what you do for me at work or here in the neighborhood or here at home. It's uh, it feels good. It feels good to say it. Yeah. Most Americans actually feel that people don't express their appreciation for others as often as they should. But there's a reason for it, because another two thirds admit that, that they have trouble to doing this. You know, this is something that it would be so important if we could groom, you know, the generation to come on that practice on how to do that. Um, what is the best way for folks to do you have a website to give us uh, to give us today? Yeah, if you want to get like in, involved in this whole thing, the easiest thing to do is go to samueladams.com. Uh, they, you know, they came up with the whole idea, mm. and you can get inspired there. And I promise, it, it your anticipation of it feeling awkward is worse than the reality of it. It doesn't actually feel awkward when you do it. It's always like those. You know your your feelings about what it might be like, but it actually it feels great when you do it. Well, and you know, look, we all know how busy you are. What do you, what do you got on your radar? What do you have coming up for you? Um, I am touring constantly. I just shot a special, another special for Netflix on Saturday, so that'll come out in a few months. And I'm on the road, and I'm producing and hosting a bunch of podcasts, which are on YouTube and downloadable everywhere podcasts are um and yeah that's got me very busy yeah a lot for uh, a lot for you to feel some gratitude for right absolutely absolutely yeah very very lucky guy uh look a lot of things here we've talked about anything else we leave out what would you like to leave us with today i would just like to tell you that it's um it's i know it, it can sound intimidating or just uncomfortable the idea of doing it but i promise you uh the people who do it they feel so good when they do it so grab a sam adams raise a glass toast somebody tell them uh that that they mean something to you and uh, like i said if you want a little more inspiration go to samueladams.com it's their idea i think it's a great one and i think you'll enjoy participating I love it. I want to say to our listeners, in the spirit of this, from now to the end of the year, sometimes where we think longer term, it doesn't seem feasible. But think about every day, picking up the phone or sending a message to someone, clearly showing your appreciation to 
And I know that for you all, once you do that, you will get a deeper sense of the appreciation for your own life. I'm Dr. Pat. Uh, thank you all for tuning us in. Uh, we'll Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Your inspiration all day on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to our good news segment. Um, listen, I got to just say something. How many times have you all heard me talk about detox, talk, toxic air, toxic environment, toxic, toxic? I mean, my God, 16 years doing this. You probably lost count now. Uh, Madame Chang joining us here t- today, ASE Beauty Chief Education and Intelligence Officer, is bringing <laughs> something new to the holiday season. Are you ready? Going clean. That doesn't mean you have to remove your tattoos, but maybe you do. Uh, today, we are going to take a look at what this means. You know, there is right now going on millions and millions of women each year, but this holiday season, they are looking for the perfect of the perfect when it comes to how we look. But I will tell you something growing up with the mom, who never had anything but red lips and red nail polish, I will tell you as kids, we didn't know what we didn't know about the stuff that that woman was putting on her face. Today, <laughs> we're going to talk about what it means to really go clean. Hello, Madame Chang. Great to have you here. Hello, Dr. Pat. Thanks for having me. Love your intro. It's funny when, because um, I do a lot within the space also of detox, and you're absolutely right. You said you've been talking about detox for so long, and so many people, when they think of detox, they think of yeah. what they're drinking, well, what they're eating. They do. Here's what I want to say. Um, I say, ASE, it's not. It's a shay. And what it means is to really be talking with you and talking about this, and talking, and I say ASE because we got to, this is radio, and I know when we go ahead and give out websites and stuff, they're not going to remember what we're saying. But here's what we're talking about. This is your life. This is you looking at beauty lipsticks, looking at what it means to have clean beauty. And you know what we're learning now? The studies and the sciences are coming out, right? I could only imagine if my mom were still alive, the amount of lipstick that I saw that woman wear my entire life, she didn't even know what she didn't know. Isn't this why what you're doing so important? Absolutely. A lot of people are not aware. First, let's define clean beauty. What does that mean? A lot of people don't understand that concept. Clean beauty is a growing movement that um, a lot of companies are coming out and they are creating and producing product mindfully. Um, there is a lot of products out there is that every day we're exposed to so many harmful chemicals through the water we drink, the air we breathe, through our personal care products. And so um, I'm just gonna um, break down a few facts because yeah. a lot of people are not aware of um, the harmful and potentially harmful products, I mean, ingredients that are in a lot of the products that we use today. So as I said, clean beauty is a movement where there are companies making products that are free of these um, harmful and potentially harmful 
products, but in the U.S., the industry still has to be better regulated. And just for comparison um, purposes, currently right now within the personal care industry, only 30 harmful and potentially harmful ingredients have been banned from personal um, care, whereas in Europe, 1,400 have been banned. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's a pretty um, scary reality. And so, but the, the plus side is that there are companies that are coming out and are being, um, are, are taking that into consideration and creating products that are safer for us, as well as are, um, do not pose an envir- environmental ha- um, hazard. So it's really about our bodies and mm-hmm. also about the environment. I want to do something. Um, I know these interviews are short, but I don't want to waste any time. Um, I want people to have access to the information I got had access to when I visited your website, when I started to look at what you stand for, um, when I started to look at, you know, not just your, the testimonials from people or the retreats or any of this, but how this has been a lifelong journey. I want to get it out up front. What is the way that people can find out more about what we're talking about? In terms of um, clean beauty, yeah. um, one great resource is the EWG website, Environmental Working Group. They're right. a great resource. They also have um, a Skin Deep app where you can scan um, your personal care, even your household products, and it will give a toxicity rating um, from one to 10, 10 being um, one to nine, nine being the most toxic. Um, that's a great app for people to have who are really trying to make more informed, informed decisions about what they're purchasing all the way around. Wow. I want to make sure we're going to mention this a lot throughout the show. Um, I, I want to talk with you about, let me just use my language and then you can chime in. My belief is, given where we are now in our pop culture and otherwise, we're at a crisis stage with the amount of things we're putting on our body, and I'm just gonna stay with the topical for the moment, on our body, in our hair, you name it. I wanna ask you from your perspective, you know, what is it about this that ignited that spark in your soul? So I've been within the, and I'm just gonna speak personally, Yeah. um, and then move into what I do with Ashe. Yeah. But I've been within the health and wellness space for over 20-something years. Um, this has been a path of mine. And originally, I focused on diet, what people ate. Um, and as I grew and also as we changed in regards to market-wise, we, we started putting um, a lot more chemicals in the products that we, um, we use. And a few years back, um, I was really brought into the safer beauty space. And what I realized that having spoken about diet, 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 which can be a very difficult change for people, that they can completely shift um, their health outcomes by changing something that's easier for people to, to change, um, which is what are they placing on their skin. Um, and so that, for me, became a passion point for me in terms of really shifting Um, and incorporating um, and educating individuals around what they're placing on their skin daily that's really changing um, and impacting their health. And so that became a passion point. And for me, I have focused on communities of color for my 20 plus years of being in this space 
and in regards to just where we're at um, with higher levels, greater risk, it's very important that we become more informed and start to change the things that we can change. Um, there's some things that we can't that are beyond our control or demand and put our money where it matters mm -hmm. um, because money speaks. Um, and so when you look at breast cancer rates, when you look at lupus, fibroids, mm. early onset of puberty, all of these things that we, um, people of color, especially yeah. black, and when I say black, I mean African-American, I mean um, those from the continent, African yeah. West Indians, mm -hmm. um, that we really have to be mindful and it's real. And so it's a big passion point for me. And when I um, did enter into the Safer Beauty um, space, the conversation that I was not hearing was around women of color, the group yeah. that's impacted the most. And that's why launching a brand that focuses um, um, on women of color, especially within this market space where we are the ones that are impacted the most, but have the least um, options for. Um, yeah. in terms of things that perform that are not just safe, but actually perform and work for us. And that's why we started with something that's simple and easy um, to move into the space with, which is uh, lipsticks. But our goal is to create more options um, within that cosmetic space as well. So, yeah. And I want to just make sure all of you, uh, since this is radio, um, we, when we look at this, Ashe Beauty, I want you all to know that, it really is A-S-E. So if you're going to Google it, instead of trying to phonetically spell it out, you want to get there. But it is Ashe Beauty. Um, look, I know I have lost family members. Um, exactly what you're talking about. We're literally talking about a, let's just call it a difference of two to three times the rate of Caucasian women. So when we're talking yeah. about women of color, we're not talking about, oh, like a moderate. This is not moderate. You know, from a statistical perspective, you know, in my background, the statistics, this would be considered an epidemic proportion, right, in the, in the research arena. Um, hmm. What do we need yeah. to do to help women and say, hey, come on, we've got another way. This is important. What do you think we need to be communicating? So I think that um, shows such as, you know, it's about learning the information and then passing it on and sharing it with others, which is very important. And I, so, and I think that in all arenas, just like right now on this um, talk show, you are bringing this topic to life, mm -hmm. you know, to your audience, for those who don't have awareness on this. So for me, it's really about the things that we can do on a micro as well as a macro level. Um, and it's from starting. And right now, when I began in this industry, there was less information known, less companies out there that were actually producing safer products. And so one is education, education, ex education, and starting with our young people who are growing up in a time period where there are a lot more chemicals. We're exposed to chemicals, harmful chemicals on such a greater degree. So from the time our babies are in the womb, they're exposed to certain um, harmful chemicals that impact and can impact them, even in utero. And so educating 
from the moms to the little ones within school. I, I have done a lot of work with educating um, within schools. And again, not just about what you eat, but overall wellness. And, you know, teaching young girls, especially when they're moving into those time periods where they are, you know, getting into makeup and stuff, but it even starts before makeup. It's, as you said, your hair products, yeah. the lotions that we use on our bodies. Um, and just starting on small levels within your household, first yourself, second within your household, then your friendship groups within your communities, and then being able to do what you do, you're reaching people on a greater audience, so um, on a greater, greater level through being on a platform as you are, and so being able to speak more about it. And then when I say that vote with your dollars, the more yeah. that we demand and we buy safer, it drops the rate in terms of producing and it push, puts, puts it on those who are creating like people, you know, are buying this. You know, it is wise to move into this space and put their money where it counts and where it's more helpful for us in regards to our, our um, longer term and short term health. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I have to tell you, I am just so honored to even be talking with you today because, you know, I, I have seen the results of this firsthand and many people have. I think now we're just starting to get the science, really the research that says, oh, wait a minute, wake up, hello. Like, yeah, that is like total 100% chemicals going on right there, like on your face. We're now starting to say, wait a minute but aren't you all at and this is this is the question for me because this is the part that i really want people to know about aren't aren't you all at ashe beauty aren't you all you know here when i think about ashe aren't you all not just producing the products but you're like a movement does that make sense what i'm saying like yeah, it's education first. Yeah, because you know, in regards to you have to educate, um, and you have to educate. For me, the reason why, mm -hmm. and the main reason why I even because I didn't come from a beauty space. Meaning, even when you look <laughs> at me, I'm not necessarily a makeup person. I just aren't. My life work is health and wellness, and educating communities of color and inspiring them. Um, in terms of making changes. And so, yes, when you can use the word movement, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and when you look at Ashe, um, Ashe is from, um, the word, name is from Nigeria, Yoruba. And mm -hmm. it's the power to create change and make things happen. And that's what we're about. Um, and in order to do that, what's your first step? You have to raise awareness. And once you were, were, and it's not preaching, it's let me give you the information and so you can make an informed decision of what it means the most to you, you know, what's important to you. Um, and that's what it's about, inspiring, not preaching to, um, educating. That's the, you know, the root and the foundation. And I wanna, so, I want to ask you this question. I know they're probably, uh, Ted and everybody's probably saying, Come on, Pat, you only have 15 minutes, wrap it up. Um, yes. I can talk to you for a really long time because I really looked at what you who you personally are. I mean, everything from your back, we're both graduates of Columbia, 
too. I looked at, I found, oh. <laughs> yeah, I know, know. it's weird, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. but, but I looked at your passion. I looked at, you know, what you've done. It's not just passion. You are really passionate. You're meaning you are a woman of action. And so I've seen what you've done and you're the initiative in the, in the health organizations, United, talk at United Nations. I mean, you're out there trying to say, we need to hit the pause button here. We are not doing service. We are harming people. I don't know how we say that more powerfully than people are being harmed. I I don't know how to say it. Absolutely. Absolutely, Dr. Pat. And I can, I can like feel you through the other line. Absolutely. And that's what drives me. Yeah. People are being har- harmed and not enough of us are informed. And that has to shift. The power is that that is shifting. You know, there is, again, a lot more awareness, but it needs to be more awareness. And I do believe that it's what we do with information and we learn things so we can share with each other. So if you have the information and you're holding it for yourself, it's like half service, right? It's not Mm -hmm. enough. Um, And I I, I say to people, like, go out there, Google clean beauty, um, Google women of color and chemical Mm -hmm. toxic load, and start to educate yourself. As I said before, Environmental Working Group has the app, but also on the site, there's a lot of great information out there. There's a great organization called um, Black Women for Wellness um, that's based in Los Angeles that does a lot in this space, um, as well as on our website, ashebeauty.com. The blog does have information in regards to, um, because we're education first, but just starting to educate you around the space and um, really use those um, resources and decide whether or not it's time for you to, um, to begin this journey. I know that I do it every day for my daughter and the children who come be- past my, beyond my daughter, um, because this is real. Um, and the U.S. in general, um, and within this market space, as well as other market space, we have to do a better job of protecting um, the people. Um, and so we've come along, we shifted from 11, we're up to 30 ingredients, but we have a long way to go. Um, yeah. And especially, yeah. I, I want to thank so. you for mentioning uh, BWWLA.org. Everybody, BWWLA.org. BWWLA.org. And, you know, check it out. Yeah. And you're going to listen to Jeanette, who's going to be all about this. That's an organization that's over 20 years old. And that I consider them breakthrough. I'm so, I'm so shocked you even mentioned them. But they're great. Yeah. I mean, this is the kind of stuff we've got to do. I want to ask you one last question, if I could. Uh, and I hope yeah. I get to spend more time with you. I hope we can arrange another interview to really get down uh, into this because we have to be bold here. We have to be bold. Absolutely. Have to be bold. And it's enough. Enough is enough. Enough, enough is enough. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, enough yeah. is enough. And I, I want to make sure, let's have the website again. And then I have one last question for you. I'd like to know your personal message, but please, how can people find out more? And uh, keep us informed of what your vision and, and the new products are going to look like too. Absolutely. So the website is Ashe Beauty. And as mm-hmm. Dr. Pat said, it's ASEbeauty.com. Um, and our vision is we, have, right now we have a trio with our minis. 
which is a beautiful arrangement of three shades. One is Power, which is our signature red, Ambition, which is our classic berry, and Emerge, which is our universal nude. And they're mini trios, and it's a great introduction. So we pre-launch with this set that you can find on our website. The trio is buildable, single swipe with a satin finish um, that is so hydrating. It's a beautiful, beautiful um, trio. Um, what we want to do is expand out and move past the trios. We do um, plan on creating full-size lipsticks as well as additional stuff outside of lipsticks. Um, and for those who are listening in for our holiday special, we are offering all listeners a 20% um, discount on our mini trio. Um, just use for the number four, that is Ashe Beauty, for your discount code. Um, and then please, please, if you purchase, um, snap a shot of us, um, and you can tag us at, um, on, at, Ashe, at Ashe Beauty Co. We would so yeah. appreciate it. And I want to yeah. say to everybody out there, all of y'all out there that are thinking, what am I going to get, the gifts I'm going to get, this right here, if you go to their website, you will see this amazing this is a fantastic gift. What we like to call here on a Dr. Pat show, a gift with a message. And that there's mm. nothing more powerful than that. I want to thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much, Dr. Pat. All right, everybody, let's take a short break. We'll be right back. <laughs> 